Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight for the first episode of Season 5 of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We will be here live on Wednesdays throughout the season, starting from now. Evening, Richie. Um, it's been a while, but it's um, good to be back with the first official games of the NRL season happening this weekend. First, how are you? And happy birthday for last week. Yeah, thanks, mate. I'm doing I'm doing really well. Um, thanks for the birthday wishes. I still feel young, even though the numbers are starting to get up there a little bit. But um, yeah, how was your off season? Um, well, you already know, but no one else um, does apart from Paul. But yeah, I broke my ankle just after Christmas. Um, so I've spent most of the year in a moon boot. I got out of the moon boot last week, um, so I can actually live again. Um, it was my driving foot, so I couldn't really go anywhere despite driving from Palmerston North to Auckland with a broken ankle after I did it. Um, but that's the the prop mentality for you. But, yeah, just really looking forward to um, actually having NRL back. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, while we're here live on Wednesdays at 8 p.m., you'll catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Um, tonight's going to be a bit different to um, our normal weekly show because it's our season prediction show. So we've both gone through and picked our options um, for things like leading try scorer, leading point scorer, Delhi in top eight and whatnot. So um, we'll keep a record of them as we did last year, and then we'll see how close – um, we were to them. Um, we didn't do that well last year, Richie. Um, no, hopefully no, we we'll, we'll, we'll do better this time. Um, I was going to mention a bit later, but I'll mention it now. Paul has seen our predictions and was not happy uh, because apparently we agreed too much. Um, so he has actually gone through and made some picks himself, which um, I didn't have time to uh, put them on the slides that we're going to be showing, but I've written them down. And we'll keep track of those at the same time. So when we do our end of year show where we go over them, we'll include um, Paul's predictions as well to see if he knows more about league than we do. So it um, should be good. And I see Simon's here. Evening, Simon. Um, yeah, I need to be off the bench more often. I mean, this 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 is stuck in the background. It's not fair. Um, yeah. you've, you've been... um, so, yeah, um, as well as going through those, we'll, we'll go over um, some of the top stories and answer some questions from you guys as well as questions we've got for each other. 
Um, and then we'll we'll briefly go over the the Las Vegas games um, before doing a quick preview of what we're going to be doing next week. So uh, remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we may as well jump into the top stories, Richie. Let's do that, Brad. Um, I didn't grab them all because obviously there's been hundreds of stories since our last show, so I just yep. kind of cherry-picked ones that I thought would be interesting for our show tonight. Um, so the first one is the, um, the NRL launch in Las Vegas. Um, we talked about it a lot last year. It's just days away now, uh, game Sunday afternoon our time. Um News is, I haven't got the official number of tickets sold right now, but when I checked earlier, they had 35,000 seats sold, um, which is actually pretty good, I thought. You know, it's a massive stadium, as we saw um, with Super Bowl. Um, mm. But for a sport that um, the Americans they keep talking to and the news keep confusing with the All Blacks, um, I think it's not bad. Um, hopefully all the ones that bought tickets that are American aren't expecting the All Blacks because it could be a bit confusing. But um, Simon said he thinks the Las Vegas thing is going to be a one-year thing. It is going to be interesting. I know they've got like a five-year deal, but we know what happens with deals. If it if it flops or um, they're not happy in America about it, they'll just can it. Um, or one team decides to get a bit too... Um, excited after their game and does something they regret could derail it all too so um we're just gonna have to wait and see but what's your thoughts on thirty-five thousand tickets sold so far oh i mean yeah pretty cool um still a little bit of time so it'd be interesting to see what the what the um the grandstands look like come come game time uh but i just hope the the teams there put on a good show and you know if they hook a Hook something of a, a new audience, you know, whatever it might, whatever it might be. That that that'd be great. But um, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it anyway. It'd be um, interesting, interesting way to kick off a new year. Yeah, and I see Simon said if they don't promote interest in the local game in America, I can't see Americans being interested in overseas competition. I do know I haven't got all the details, but before the games. Before the NRL games, they've actually got American teams doing a nines tournament. Um, I don't know if that's going to help as much, but um, it's something. At least they're doing something to try to help. Um, but, yeah, time's going to tell with it. Um, I'm always a negative Nancy at the best of times, so I'm always down on these things until they happen. And if, it's, if it works out, it works out. I see Hammer's here as well. Evening, Hammer. Um and um, before we move on from Las Vegas, it should be a good showing anyway. As Jason Saab said in interview, the top four teams in the NRL are over there playing. Um, <laughs> so, considering, um, and that includes two teams that didn't play finals last year, and the, yeah. uh, the Panthers not being there. But um, did the, Panthers, mean- I did, the Panthers, I've, I think he meant more that they aren't full of like second string guys. They brought yeah. the best for the teams that are there. Maybe two of the, a couple of the top of the bottom eight, maybe. True. And um, Simon's bottom bottom nine, actually. Bottom nine. Bottom nine. Um, Simon's also said the games in the nine tournament are not necessarily in the same stadium that's spread out in Las Vegas. Okay. I didn't know that. My bad. Um, But yeah, we'll see. We'll talk about it a lot more next week after the games have happened. Um, We had the preseason challenge. We had a new champion, uh, Richie, the the Broncos. Um, they won the preseason challenge. Um, well done. Don't, they get some money. Don't um, care. 
It doesn't really mean much, as we saw the the winners of last year's preseason challenge didn't make finals. Um, but it's a, a a chunk of change, and I hope the young kids that were playing for the Broncos when the Broncos were actually in Las Vegas um, get some of that money instead of all those boys that are already in Las Vegas getting all the money. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh dear me, sixteen games to review, and Richie's Richie's responses don't care. What a great start of the season you're having. Go I, hate the Bron- I hate the Broncos. <laughs> we're, we're, not, we're not doing an in-depth review on the trials anyway because it's just, yeah, it's hard to hard to judge. We'll, we'll just go over it briefly. So it's okay. Well, if, he- if the Warriors won it, I, I, if the Warriors <laughs> won it, this would be a four-hour show. <laughs> but, yeah, well we're done. Not, we're not going to a four-hour show because you guys have already, have already gone and uh, – booked yourselves out for another show after this one. I mean, geez. Yeah. Um, you're, you're, you're spoiling our news for later, Paul. Oh, sorry. Um, sorry. So, um, yeah, we'll move on from the preseason challenge then. Um, we'll cover it briefly in this segment later. Um, Sean Johnson came out this week, Richie. Um, Warriors have been interviewing left, right and centre, but he spoke in an interview this week advising that 2024 may not be his final year, um, depending on how his form and body holds up. Um, what do you what do you think when you hear those comments? Oh, I get very excited. Um, yeah, I just I just hope the season doesn't pan out uh, like what Rob from Ruin Hammer predicted last year. I hope he keeps that form, um, keeps keeps in the mix of the best, most you know the elite sevens in the game, and and that that's enough for him to. To sign on the dotted line for another year. Spoiler: I, I think I have something about that for for my predictions later on. Yeah, um, I'm I'm hoping as long as if he plays like he did last year and still wants to go, I wouldn't say no. It's not like he's demanding um, a lot of money. It, he he seems to be reasonable with his money demands to not affect the Warriors' cap. Um, so if he if his body's holding up and he's playing well. I don't see an issue with it. Um, you just never want to see a guy playing well and then, you know, goes one year too many. I'm not saying that in this case, but we've seen it a lot. Um, but, yeah, fingers crossed we see the same SJ we saw last year because um, mm. it definitely made doing this show a lot better, uh, talking about like a good it. Warriors team. Um, and then keep going with the Warriors train. Uh, the Warriors released their 2024 Heritage jersey, which – I'm snugly wearing right now. Um, it sold out in 16 minutes. Um, did you manage to get one, or no? You didn't bother. Nah, I, I've I've got other bits of merch. Um, yeah. I, I'm not Scrooge McDuck, you know. I'm, I don't have a, a vault of money. Um, I really want one. So if anyone I, has one, if anyone has one of my size. <laughs> so, so, well, Richie, you don't buy you don't buy the uh, the, the seven jerseys that come out with every year. No, see, I uh, over the uh, over the off season, I I picked up two jerseys, and that's probably my quota for now. But you know, later on down the track, if they become available again, uh, it's it's very nice. It's, it's I like it. No, oh, I like it a lot. It's it's very true to. The, the old original away jersey with the without the one logo on the front and the lettering the same as the DB bitter it, it's really nice yeah you can't really see it there you go 
Yeah, look, but yeah, hat tip to um to one for uh for, for not putting their, their their leg all over it because I mean quite often they do do I mean a lot of sponsors do do that but I uh, yeah well done to them for uh taking taking the right move there and um mm. uh, yeah and, and being and being true about what the heritage jersey should look like yeah yeah and I think it's fantastic and um yeah I'm not a Scrooge McDuck either I generally buy one jersey every couple of years um but I saw this one and I was like no I, I want it um talked to the missus and uh talked her into going halves with me for my birthday so it's an early birthday present because uh, I just knew the size would sell out in fact in the time it took me to talk her into it um the size I wanted was already gone so I went the next size down um and here see, Paul says here's the man with the sign jersey in the background that I won in a competition Paul I won that from Wendy's um I did have to pay to get it in a frame but um yeah, I didn't. I didn't buy a signed jersey. I don't have that money. Um, but yeah, we'll move on. Um, we always expect it, but there was a rule change, uh, as the NRL loves to do, Richie. Um, they've changed the rules surrounding goal line dropouts. So if a team attempts a short goal line dropout and it does not go the ten, um, they'll no longer be penalised, and the opposition now will get a, a set restart. Um, they think it's a way to try to encourage more of those. Um, goal line dropouts a bit shorter so it's a bit more exciting or something what's your thoughts around um no penalty anymore i know we even saw it in the um the grand final where yeah. adam reynolds made mistakes and uh cleary just started kicking them instead yeah the broncos would you know would have liked this rule to be in place last season but yeah, yeah i don't know i'm not i'm not sold on it I, it just seems like a bit of a pointless one to me and i i I think the old way there's at least a bit of punishment for and if you deliver an inaccurate kick. Um, yeah, now we're just going to see a lot of short dropouts, which is which is great. But um, I quite liked seeing the people who were good exponents of it, you know, reaping the rewards, and then you see some guys who who miss the mark a lot, and you know, it then becomes a skill that you have to train for, and and actually be good at executing yeah um i don't mind it one way or the other um because generally the warriors when the warriors do it as a warriors fan here they're generally reasonably accurate with it we don't have to worry about it not going 10 too often um exactly but yeah um for those teams like the broncos where um adam reynolds doesn't seem to know what he's doing with it um it's probably going to help them out a bit better so um it's you know what it's always trying to help those teams out. It they is. need all the help they can get. So um, next one, it's a bit exciting. It's very controversial, I think, in some of the group chats I've got. Um, but Wigan won the club challenge, um, defeating the Panthers sixteen twelve. There were a few controversial calls thrown in um, that have set some fans. But what do you think? Uh, I know I'm extremely biased as a Wigan Warriors fan. Um, I do know they scored one try. That they probably shouldn't have, um, but them's the belly of the beast, and I don't want to sound too off cuff considering how much we bleated on about a certain pass in a game the Warriors lost yeah, um, last yeah. year. It's so I, I see the criticisms, um, but I thought overall, by a few of those mistakes, I thought it was a good game. Yeah, I thought it was a really good game as well. Wigan is my Super League team as well, so. I was pleased with the result. Uh, 
shame it's a shame about the controversial calls because it's kind of overshadowing the performance that Wigan put in. I thought Wigan were really good. They they defended really well and Panthers had plenty of ball and, and were hammering away at Wigan's defence and, and I thought Wigan actually were quite resilient. So it's a shame about the calls, the hometown calls, because it's kind of that's been at the forefront of what most people have been talking about. Yeah, but um, yeah, another another club challenge lost by Penrith, who haven't actually won one yet since they started this this run. Um, and Simon's mentioned as well the Super League's actually been changing their tackle technique rules as well, which has caused a lot of issues um, recently with a lot of red cards. There was one I don't know if you saw it at all, Richie. Um, far money Brown. Yeah, he got red carded. He went in for the tackle fine, and then the momentum of the guy still running kind of swung him around and through momentum, their heads touched yeah, and he got recarded. Awful, awful um, cool. I understand, like I understand with what happened with Zion in the Warriors trial where he got it. That was like a, a mistimed shoulder going to the head, but this one here was just momentum swinging. Um, it does sound like there's been a lot of pushback from the clubs and fans that maybe some more tweaks to make it a bit better um but yeah at the moment i haven't seen anything official but yeah it's um red cards galore up there at the moment it's it's becoming like union which is probably why paul's jumped in because if you look at a guy's head in union you get said sent to the bin so um now i was, I was going to talk about cards i was going to talk about the the um the timing of a of, of a world championship as a pre-season game i yeah. mean how serious is it taken really um, as being the, the best, playing the best, when it's played before both teams have really started their season and the guys aren't up to speed? I, how serious is this game? Is it, is it, a real, is it really a, is, is it a game people take seriously uh, or, or not, in your opinion? Um, I think it's a game the Super League teams take seriously. Yeah. Um, I don't think the NRL teams take it as seriously. I think they, a lot of them, when it's in a, in the UK, I think um, they take it more as a working holiday. Like I, I don't know, I can't, don't quote me on it, but I, I heard through some channels that a lot of the Panthers boys who were out in the UK hitting the piss a lot while they're up there, um, as opposed to let's focus on this game. All the media they said like, no, we lost last year. At home, we wanna we wanna show it, and they still give it a go. It's not like they go out there and get spanked. You know, it's still a tight game. But yeah, I think Super League take it way more seriously because, in all seriousness, we joke about the Super League down here. You know, it's where the forty year old NRL players go to make some money before they retire and and things of that nature. Majority of the Super League players that try to come down don't succeed. There are some, but they generally are looked as a lesser than competition. Um, so it's never taken seriously down here as such. I think um, it's and, only and if, also if it's your team. The kangaroos have obviously have, have, have uh, generally been stronger than the than, than Great Britain as well. So I mean, yeah, there's the historically uh, the, the the strength of, of league has been down 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 here in this this part of the world. But um but also yeah just, just, to me having a bunch of players who aren't up to speed yet um, and having it um, uh, to, to me, yeah, does, does, doesn't really seem to me that it's taken really as as seriously as winning your own championship. It's kind of a little. It's a preseason. What in the, in the UK we call the yeah the the, the charity shield as a kind of 
where they in football they have the the league the league winners play against the FA Cup winners, but it's yeah. it's not it's 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 seen as a preseason friendly. Sure, the players are trying. Don't get me wrong, but you, you haven't spent three months of uh, or you haven't spent some two or three weeks of uh, in depth analysis preparing game plans for that game, kind of thing. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. I'm a Wigan fan, so I don't care. Um, so we're, we'll move on. Uh, Paul just mentioned uh, internationals briefly there, but Stacey Jones um, was named new Kiwis coach, um, beating out Wayne Bennett for the job. What did you make of that? Bit torn. I, I, I was hoping Wayne Bennett, just because he is, well, you can't argue with his credentials. Um, even at his age, I know he's getting on a bit, but he came in and took a Dolphins squad who everyone thought had no depth and would probably finish dead last last year. And they, you know, they looked a lot better than what a lot of people thought. So uh, I love the way he coaches. Even when he was assistant coach with the Kiwis, uh, took us to our first ever World Cup win. So that's the way I was hoping it would go. But I love Stacey as well and, and probably from a, patriotic point of view and, and getting Kiwis players on board. Uh, it can't be too bad a move. Could yeah, do worse. I, Could do worse, put it that way. Yeah, um, I was hoping when, I was hoping it would be, a, I think we did talk about it last year, like a Wayne Bennett for a year with Stacey at his side. Stacey yeah. over, takes him over. Um, but I'm not, I didn't hear the news and like throw my toys and go, this is a disaster. Um, but I, I'm ha- more than happy with Stacey doing it. I just still have the mental flashbacks of when he was stuck with the as the Warriors like interim coach, and he basically came out and said he doesn't want to be a coach anymore. And so obviously <laughs> his mindset's obviously changed a bit. But I, I think a guy like him as well can help. Hopefully, lure some Kiwis to actually play for us. Yeah. Um, but then in saying that, a lot of the kids that are at that age now weren't watching league when he was playing. Um, they'd see him in old stuff. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm sure he'll do well. Um, I, I'm very hopeful. So congrats um, on him. Um, yeah, I know there has been a lot of people um, super against it. But, yeah, uh, proof's in the pudding. We'll see what happens when they when they're actually playing, like in four years' time, when they actually let the Kiwis have another game. Um, so we'll see. And yeah, Simon said from his understanding, there's an unofficial rule that the Kiwis coach has to be in New Zealand. Yeah, that's something I think they've been trying to bring in after they they shove Madge out. Um, I don't really care about it. I, I want the best, the best coach if they want to, like the best coach you can get, I don't care where they're from. Um, yeah. Considering 80% of the Kiwis playing for the Kiwis aren't in, a, in New Zealand either. Uh, so I don't know. But, yeah, it is what it is. Um, and last bit of news before we go into signings and all that, um, there was noise that Joey Manu is going to leave the Roosters at the end of the year and go play rugby union. No official statement as yet, but it seems like a done deal. I know we've spoken a bit in the off-season about it. Um, I'm more than happy to, to see him go to Union and make some coin. He's already come out and basically said he'd never play against the Roosters um, in the NRL, so it's not like he was going to potentially come here like we were hoping a few years back. 
So um, if it's playing for the Roosters or playing Union and making stacks of money, I'd rather him go make some money. Yeah, it would be really interesting to see how he does over there. From a, a Kiwi supporter, it's a little disappointed because, you know, we have a, a really good nucleus of players building in our national squad now and saw how well we did end of last year. But And he's a big he's been a big part of our international team for the past few years. But... I think we're getting to the point now where we have the depth to, co- to cover it. And if he wants to go make make some good money over there and experience a different lifestyle, then good for him. I have some oil on a, a former All Black that could probably replace him in that Kiwis team. Um, yeah. That's, that's playing the NRL this year. So, um, yeah, as long I think he doesn't, right. He might end up wearing the... <laughs> as long as he doesn't go and wear Star 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 jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shit, I didn't think of that again. Um, yeah, hopefully not. But um, before we go into signings, um, as requested last year, um, I set up a tipping comp for the standoff. Um, there's still time um, to join up. The first games are on Sunday. Um, so if someone wants to finally take my title off me that I've never lost on this competition in the show, um, we're not counting postseason, Richie, just regular season. Um Paul's just put a link out there as well. It's also on um, my Facebook as well. Um, the link there, it's free to join. Um, I, I see Simon hasn't joined it yet. Simon, I'm a bit disappointed. Hopefully you jump in there. Um, we got like seven people in there, including us at the moment. Um, but yeah, what we'll do is when I usually do that picture of how many we got right, I'll just do a screen grab of the the tipping ladder, so we'll use that moving forward on where everyone sits. Um, but yeah, join up. Um, it's the ESPN footy tips, which I like because you can join multiple competitions and you just mm. do one lot of tips and it registers it for everyone. So I'm in several different comps on that one. Is the host um, providing a cash price? Um, yeah, as you can see by the, the mansion I live in, I've got lots of money. Um <laughs> Um, no, well, if, he's, uh, if he's so sure he's going to win, he could put that um, that signed jersey up as the uh, as a prize. <laughs> That's a there, great idea. <laughs> it's not all Warriors fans joining it, so um, yeah, I haven't been able to think of a prize or anything yet. And yeah, let's be honest, I win it every year, so I'm it'd be just giving myself a prize. Maybe, um, maybe um, the winnings from all of our standoff multis this year will form the prize, or <laughs> all, all, all three dollars of it. Um, I don't know, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll think about it. There's still time. There's still time to join up, though. So uh, if you're willing, just jump in. It's a bit of fun, and um, also Ruin Hammer have a show tonight. There are 24 predictions for 2024. Um, see uh, Ruse here at the moment, 9:30 New Zealand time. Uh, we're jumping on. So basically, as soon as we finish here, we're jumping straight into that one, um, talking about 24 bold predictions for the 2024 season. Um, we did almost as bad on that as we did as our own predictions last year, Richie. So, um, uh, yeah, I've gone very conservative this year. Panthers to make top four, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> um, I've tried, but there's still a few in there. Um, yeah. but we'll move on to signing news now. There was quite a stack. I just grabbed the main ones. Um, I'll rattle them all off and just get your overall thoughts on them. So, um, Adam Fenua Blake, as we talked about 
um, is leaving the Warriors. He signed the sh- with the Sharks on a three-year deal, managed to convince him to stick around this year, so it won't start till 2025. Um, there were talks about the Warriors stealing Braden Hamlin Ueli off the Sharks in response, but the Sharks actually extended him as well for another two years. Um, Luciano Leilua requested a release from the Cowboys and has signed a three-year deal with the Dragons, effective immediately, ending his career, basically. Um, <laughs> Broncos have extended Adam Reynolds through till the end of 2025. Um, Jared Warrior Hargraves from the Roosters has announced that he's going to leave the Roosters at the end of the year and has signed a deal in Super League with Hal K.R. Uh, Thomas Burgess from the Rabbits is also heading back to England, um, signing a three-year deal with Uddersfield. And then just announced today, um, the Roosters have handed Luke Carey a one-year extension to see him stay until at least the end of 2025. So I just threw a lot of people at you there, but what's your overall thoughts? Yeah, obviously shattered with AFB. Uh, would love to have seen him fulfill his contract here, but as what it is. I see a bit of a trend too with um, older halves signing on for... Um, another year or two. So hopefully that's a precursor of things to happen later on in the year with, with our half. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, I see that uh, Simon's just mentioned that he he's in there. I'm just having a look, make sure he's. No, you're still not in that one. I think you're in the Ingers league wrap up one. Um, so the one um, you got to look for Simon is the standoff one. Um, I think I sent you an invite. Um, I'm derailing. Oh, there you go. I've just sent you an invite to join it anyway um, with that SJY. But yeah, I got completely distracted. More of what we're going to see this year. Um, so we'll go into um, the trial. Oh, wait. We'll skip trials for now. We'll go to injuries and Naughty Boys first. So um, uh, Chance Nickel Pluckster. Um, he's got a hamstring issue and expected to miss the first couple of rounds for the Warriors. Tom Gilbert from the Dolphins is out for the season after rupturing his ACL in the trial match against the Warriors. Uh, Cohen Hess from the Cowboys injured his knee and could miss some game time. They're awaiting scan results. I didn't see anything official yet. Um, Josh Schuster has not traveled to Las Vegas with the club deciding to give him an extra time to cover from his calf strain. Feels like he's been injured all off-season. It was his calf. He got, like, chicken pox. He got everything you could admit to not get out there and do some running, I think. Just avoiding preseason. Yeah. He's thrown his toys since someone took his half spot. Um, and then uh, Dom Young, uh, new newly signed to the Roosters, is going to miss the Las Vegas game due to still recovering from a neck injury sustained and a crush tackle in the first trial. And, um, yeah, unfortunate for him. Um, but thankfully he didn't need surgery or anything. But uh, your take on any of that? I know you really only care about the Warriors one. Um, well, yeah, that, that one that one obviously being Warriors fans, yeah, that's I, – th- I think we have the depth to cover it. I do. I think um, I think we plug the hole with Tainto Apiki and, and Roger stays out in the centres. Could have chucked Roger back there. It would have been just as good. Um if not better, we all know how good he goes there. But um, I think we'll be fine. The the main one that stands out, Tom Gilbert, uh, I feel very sorry for him. That's a horrible way to end your season before the, before it's even kicked off. Especially when he had um, a similar injury that ruled him out last year as well. 
Um, and Rob, Rob's saying he hears ACL for Cohen Hess as well. Yeah, I'm on the website. I haven't seen anything official, but yeah, that would be shocking for, for Paul Cohen Hess. Um, but yeah, it is what it is, unfortunately. Um, hopefully, the Warriors are a bit unscathed in that department um, as a selfish person. Yeah, um, touch wood. But yeah, and then Naughty Boy Corner, there was, weren't really that many. Um, Toff Sipley got a, a three game ban for that crusher tackle he did that put Dom Young out. Um, Warriors Ihon Mayu, um, he got a, a two game ban. It was downgraded from the potential four for a legitimate tackle that knocked out that poor guy um, for the Tigers. <laughs> legitimate um, tackle, he says. Le- legitimate tackle. Um, <laughs> And then uh, Mike Sivo got a three-game ban for Achilles high tackle. Um, yeah. So it's good. We're finally back in the NRL when we've got people getting banned in trials. Um, so before we go on to questions, we will go through the trials just briefly. Um, I'll run down the results, and I'll just get a, an overall wrap-up for each week from you, Richie. Um, so week one, we had the Bulldogs defeat the Storm 24-12. Knights defeated the Sharks 44-18. Roosters defeated the Seagulls 36-22. Raiders defeated the Eels 38-16. Rabbits defeated the Dragons 28-6 in the Charity Shield. Um, Tigers defeated the Warriors 18-16. Broncos defeated Cowboys 46-20. And Dolphins defeated Titans 26-14. So week one, trials, what did you think? I'll, I'll mostly stay within our lane for these, and I thought, I thought the Warriors youngsters did really well, um, especially given we had Zion Mu um, getting sent off and we, we spent the majority of the game one man down, whether or not that's that's the right thing in a, in a trial. But, um, yeah, I thought we did well against Tigers who, for the f- first half of the game, um, pretty much had a lot of their starters playing, so... I was yeah. really impressed with a lot of our youngsters. Um, shows we've got good depth. Um, another one, I, th- I thought the Broncos too looked deadly, even though they, you know, they're even when they have their young, the youngins playing, they they look like they have a great co- crop coming through. I don't, I don't think they're going to miss a beat this year, even even losing Flegler and and Herbie. Yeah, same first year Warriors. I I I, I was speaking with Paul before we went live. Um, I think I took, as Warriors fans, I think you could take more out of that loss than the Tigers could out of the win. Um, you know, yeah. you. I was a bit concerned going into it with the Tigers basically naming their their starting forward pack that we'll see in round one against a lot of younger Warriors, and I thought they did more than well. Um, I thought guys like Bunty and Tom Ali showed Laban. that. Laban as well. Um that new guy, Roger Tuivasa-Shek, I think his name is. He, he looks like a find um, coming from the, the dark the dark place of Union. But um, I thought they looked really um, good. And my question to you in a bit is about that red card situation. But I think it, it showed the fitness in that. Because um, I know they have rolling subs and trials, but I know the stat, the Tigers use more um, subs in the Warriors did in that game, despite the Warriors being down a man. Um, so they didn't increase bringing people on because they were playing as 12. So I, it was a lot there. Um, like you said, um, the Broncos looked really good. I thought the Roosters looked a lot better. 
um, than we expect normally. Um, Knights, um, there were a few good teams in there looking looking the the business. So mm. yeah, I was very happy um, with that. Week two, um, we had the Roosters defeating the Rabbits forty six ten. Sharks defeated Bulldogs twelve six. Storm defeated Knights twenty eight ten. Warriors defeated Dolphins thirty four twenty two. Broncos, another big game, 40-14 over the Seagulls. Dragons, 34-18 over the Tigers. Cowboys, 36-26 over the Raiders. And then the Eels, 26-16 over the Titans. So um, you're probably only going to talk about the Warriors again, so go for it. Uh, yeah, and again, uh, we had more of our starters this time around, uh, more of our top team, but again, thought we looked really good. I thought all the team looked all on the same page. Um, already have some combos um, looking good this early on, uh, as evidenced in the Mitch Barnett try, you know, the the nice dummy half move from Egan. Um, Roger, again, he spent most of his time at centre, but uh, went back to fullback for a wee while too, and, and again, he looks like he Looks like he never left. So, um, yeah. And the exciting prospects, uh, Ali Leotawa looks looks a menace. So, a lot of people wanting to see game time out of him this year. And I think I think if he gets that chance, uh, I think he'll grab it both hands. Yeah, I like. Before I go into it, I like the fact we've been bitching and complaining for years about we don't have enough centres, and now we're looking at our centres going. I don't know how we can fit everyone in. Yeah. Um, a great problem to have. Um, I, I've been a big fan of Ali. I, I wanted to see him play more last year. Um, I don't think he's going to get round one, but I expect we're going to see him. Um, I think it, it will take one injury, maybe. I, I know Rocco looked a bit sore after scoring his try. If, mm. that, if that's a niggling injury and he can't play round one, I fully expect I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ali to take that spot. I think I was talking to you and Ruin Hammer. I said, I feel, I know I'm very biased because I don't, I'm not a big fan of the guy. He has won me over a little bit, but I think Adam Pompey is like four string center right now. Um, if it was me picking, um, I know I'm biased there, but yeah, I think Ali just needs a, a game or two in first grade and he won't lose that spot. I, I think he's just too too good but he's still young and still growing and learning so he does have time on the side to bide and wait yeah. um but yeah 
seeing all the guys back, seeing Roger in the flesh playing again was was really good. My partner also really liked it. Um, she was a, a big fan of seeing Roger out there again. Um, but yeah, thought it was a, a good performance. Um, good to see the refs are, are back um, back in the boys as well oh, with a ten nil penalty count. Ten nil penalty count. Um, couldn't buy a Awful. penalty. Um, so that will be always um, – it's good to see we've got something to talk about um, this year with that still happening. Um, the rest of the games, like I said to you and Paul before the start, it was a bit hard to gauge because Roosters, Rabbits, Broncos and Seagulls all basically had their kids playing yeah. um, because they were already over in America. Um, Storm, I thought, looked good. It's good to see um, Pap back um, yeah. and and not getting injured. Um Cowboys showed showed a bit, uh, a bit of promise that they might be another team looking to be a finals contender again. Um, Eels, great to see the Dragons pick up a good win. Uh, I didn't see that one, um, sorry I missed it. Um, um, trials, I'm not paid to review trial games um, by Paul, so I can pick and choose. And I didn't pick to watch the Dragons, sorry. Um, but yeah, it was great, and it's all over. Um, so before we go into our predictions, um, we did have some questions. Um, I know we've kind of answered everyone's questions as we always do as they go, but um, I'll go with my question to you first. Yeah. Um, so the Warriors were handed a red card in that first trial. Do you think in a trial situation, a team should be able to replace a player instead of playing long periods with only 12 men? So that player still gets sent to the bin, but you can replace them because it's a trial. Um yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I, I, um, I'm all for the punishment if someone does a act of foul play that, like, as we saw in our game, knocks someone out cold. Fair enough, cop the punishment. But I think in a trial, it should be a player punishment rather than a punish the team. Um, he's he got sent off. He he got a suspension. Um, isn't the point of a trial to you test 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 yourselves and you know try try out different um, combinations and match fitness for players. I don't know. Maybe it's that the fact that that's they've made the preseason into a competition now and have a monetary pot prize on the line. But it just seems weird having a send off in a trial match. Yeah, and Simon says he has no issues with that suggestion for preseason games only. And uh, Ben said uh, the swinging arm should have caught the same decision. Yeah, I think it was yeah. more that as well. There was a swinging arm that didn't get the same. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm all for it's a trial, so you should have thirteen on thirteen. Mm. I didn't mind it because it showed me a bit more about the Warriors um, ticker being a man down and yeah, you know that. But it doesn't really help the Tigers either. Um, you're trying to form you you plan everything for a 13 on 13 then all of a sudden you've got to start using your tactics for a 13 on 12 it's probably not the best idea in a trial um if it as yeah because there are points and everything in play maybe that's why but i don't remember the last time there was a red card in a preseason so it's not like it happens all the time but yeah it's just Murphy's law it's the warriors that do it um <laughs> But, yeah, I'm all for 13 on 13 um, as long as, yeah, the player that got in trouble is the one being punished still. It's not like, okay, you you were meant to get a red card, but you can stay on. Um, mm. But, yeah, your question to me. 
Yeah, my question to you is around a interesting sort of story that was bubbling away in the off season. Um, Tavita Pangai Jr. retired out of his uh, Bulldogs contra- contract late last year to change sport, become a boxer. Um, now we see he's signed on to play in the Queensland Cup and, and wouldn't mind reappearing in the NRL with the Broncos. So I just wondered how, how that sits with you. Mate, he found the cheat code. That, why didn't Ben Hunt do this? Ben Hunt could have retired from the Dragons, <laughs> become a boxer, and then signed with the Broncos. <laughs> and be he's a Bronco by now. He hasn't even had a fight yet. Exactly. Um, I think when he announced it last year, um, I know we talked about it, and guys like on in around 316 there, everyone was saying the same thing. He will be playing next year. No one believed the retirement and all he's done is prove us all right. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, I, yeah, I guess he didn't realize that as a boxer, maybe you don't get that weekly paycheck. Uh, and he's <laughs> like, oh no, I need money. I, so yeah, if he wants to play, he wants to play. It, it seems a bit of a, I, I feel like it was the plan all along. I can't say that. I'm not him and I'm not in the circle, but I feel like it was a, I'm not happy at the Bulldogs. I want to go home. This is an easy way out without losing face. I don't know. What do you reckon, Paul? I was going to ask you this. I mean, this, uh, I mean, this isn't the first time it's happened to the Bulldogs where players have uh, disappeared off on um, with the with, with, uh, time left on their, on their contracts. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, this is exactly what my... my Simon's got my, my point, Sally. Should the Bulldogs um, be allowed to demand a, uh, a compensation for uh, whichever team he goes to from, um, be that either extra salary cap or um, or, or cash payment um, to say, look, hey, you guys have got one of our players' contracts to us for this year. Um, therefore, we you have to buy him out his contract or you have to give us some, some compensation. I would say yes normally, but in this situation, the Bulldogs let him go and didn't pay him anything. So they didn't pay him out of the contract. Like normally, like well, no, but, like, but he's, he's, he's like, I, I'm not playing for you. Of course you're not paying him. He's not working. He's, he's bugging yeah, off. But right? a lot of them like, when they when they leave <laughs> though, they usually pay out the contract sometimes. Um so he's made no money off it. They've saved money. So I think it's fine. Um Sure, but they've also had it, 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 it screwed around their planning, right? When, when they when they originally signed him, nah. right? here's our squad nah. planning for the following year, blah blah blah. Um, they have, so, have you seen him play, Paul? Well, they were begging, no, they, they were begging. Watch this NRL, so I just listen to you guys. But so to me, I, I think some sort of compensation to the, to the Bulldogs will be in order. Um, from this one, uh, the Bulldogs didn't want him, they didn't want him, they're happy to see the back of him, and they've got Josh Curran. If they released him, no. fine, but if he's but he, if he's retiring. And I think if he then rejoins someone else, it's just a bad precedent for the future as well. Yeah, it's I agree, all Mookie. It's all it's more about the. It's, it's not much so about him. It's about yeah, about the players. It's about the situation. Um, don't, don't bring this union logic into this, Paul. It's you know, we. It's just you're being too <laughs> sensible about it. But uh, to, Link, bring, bring something to bring something union to you, you. You've had a go. You've uh, you, you, you've 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 shot this idea down when I, I put it up before. But look, we've got bonus points in the preseason no. um, tournaments. <laughs> is this a precursor? Is this the NRL testing out something and going to bring going to bring bonus points into uh, the real the real season? Do you think, Richie? Since uh, since Brad's gone, all like that. Um, 
I, I, I kind of side with Brad. I don't see it as a necessity. Um, two points for the win has always worked just fine in rugby league. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't they, really see the point. They do it in preseason just to try to get people to watch. Um, the points, the points are like trying to play expensive football, like yeah. you get a point for offloads and line breaks and things. It's just trying to get viewers to watch. You might, you might encourage, you might be looking to encourage some expensive play, but I, I feel like the on-field product is already very good in rugby league that can't really be argued with. It's already they already have a good thing going there. Yeah, exactly. So cool. yeah, silly, so, silly idea, Paul. And then, and idea. I've just noticed something on the NRL website, which I think is which which is kind of fun to see uh, to have a little, little little mini quiz before we move on to the next bit. Um, oh, because they've got a section here <laughs> under, under the stats of um, negative plays. So this is the worst players or the players who made the most mistakes last year. So who do you think made the most errors last year? Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh. With 53 ahead of Dominic Young with 45. Absolutely. Who yep. gave away the most penalties last year? Oh, oh. The Warriors. No, no, no. Player. Yeah, no, player. player. I know Jackson Ford was up there, but I don't all of the Warriors. I don't think Jackson Ford was the top, though. No, there's no, there's no Warriors um, in the in the top five. Jared Warrior Hargraves. Um, so Reed, um, Reed, Reed Mahoney oh. and um, Reed, Cameron Reed Murray, Marnie. both with um, with twenty two. Oh. All right. Who made the most handling errors last year? Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh. He did with fifty. Yeah. Dominic Young again. Um, who made? No, this is brilliant. Who made the most ineffective tackles last year? Oh, um, ooh, have to be someone. Won't be a fullback like Walsh because he won't make too many attempted tackles. Um, it'll be ben some Hunt. kind of. Li- it'll be some kind of little hooker. I'm going with Ben Hunt. Reed Marnie. No, no um, Blake Braley. And, uh, oh, it is Damian, a hooker. And Damien Cook, both with 46. I was thinking uh, hookers. Yeah. And who made the most ruck infringements? Jackson Ford. Jake Trevojevic. Ah, oh, damn it. 12. Um, and then finally, I have no idea what this means, um, but set restarts. Who uh, who gave up the most set restarts? Jackson Ford. Jerome White <laughs> <laughs> with 10. Mm. I just remember Jackson always getting in trouble. So <laughs> um, he he's always out being glad. But yeah, so I just thought that, that was a bit of fun one to see who are the who are the worst uh, who are the worst um, uh, the worst guys uh, or the, yeah, the guys who made up most mistakes last year. Uh, really Rich. fun to see, to see Reese Walsh um, and uh, Jerome Lewi. I mean, three of the guys in the final <laughs> grand final uh, being um, oh, sorry top topping top three of the list there. You're hating on Jackson Irish. Ford. You're hating on Jackson Ford because he's a former oh, no. dragon. No, it's just he was always getting pinged. Um, I, I had nothing against it because he made up for it every game. But so we'll go into predict our predictions now, Paul. So if you can bring up so our first one. Um, I before so we go into sorry, prediction. you haven't given me a game list. Sorry, there you go. Get prediction. Um, Sorry, Simon made a point before we move on. I should cover it. So he said he thinks the current point system is fine, but a team should be awarded a point for tying a game if they don't win golden point. Yeah, I don't mind that, actually. Like, if you go to golden point, um, yeah. That, yeah. 
I don't, I don't know. It, it depends. If it was the Warriors and they lost in Golden Point, I'm all for it. Um, so, but yeah, I I, I agree. That's a meet in the middle compared to Simon uh, to Paul's everyone's a winner scenario. Um, with although everyone gets a point. Um, so I'll go. So yeah, first out, first prediction. Um, leading try scorer for 2024, Richie and I both went with Alex Johnson. I think this is just the guy you pick every year anyway. I, I normally do. I I feel like he didn't even have his best year last year and he still got 21. So Rabbitohs yeah. go any better than they did last year, which is a good chance. He's uh, in he's in reach to go for the the all-time try scoring record this year. Yeah. So I think I think he's gonna break that record and to do so, he'll have most likely be the try scorer. So that's why I went with him. And uh Paul went with Dallin Watini Zelezniak. Oh, that would be awesome. Uh, yeah, I was actually almost tempted with that one uh, myself. It was close. Um, it was close. Second, second last year. Yeah. yeah. And I, he missed. I lost. And he missed about he missed a half dozen games or so last year as well. Missed the first four games of the year. Um, and Ben said the same. D W Z. Yeah, Ben's on the. Um, on the uh, yep. So um, next one, we had our leading point scorer. Um, once again, uh, Richie and I went with the same. Um, hey, look, disclaimer here. I, I sent. Brad, my tips without seeing his my, my predictions. So I think he's yeah. gone and copied me, but yeah. Make no, that what you I, want. I had already picked mine and then just saw that you had the same. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, we both went with Adam Reynolds. Um, I did mine. I think Broncos will still do reasonably well and he's their goal. Yeah, I think they'll um, score a lot of points this year. And uh, Paul went with Nick Meany. Um, I don't yeah, know the reasoning. Well, the, uh, well, he was second last year, and the Storm have got a very subtle side this year. They only brought in one new player. So um, with a subtle side and a, and a high scoring, I think they're going to kick yeah, – they'll hit the ground running um, early because they've got a subtle team, um, and they'll have to know. get – so therefore, yeah, that's what I'm going with. I don't know. I, this shows your league knowledge, though, because I think Ryan Pappenhausen is going to be kicking for the Storm. But Yeah, okay. Well, then that's that, – yeah, you say that. I, <laughs> if I could be wrong. I could be wrong though. They might decide to take that off him to make sure he doesn't get injured. But um, but yeah, it's still it's still better than uh, us just cheating and going for the obvious. Jacko said oh, yeah, Val Holmes. Right. Val Holmes is up there too. If the Cowboys the, play the storm, well. the Storms kicker is who I'm going for. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put that in brackets for you. To, I'll give you that <laughs> Storms kicker. I've put it in brackets. So yeah. we'll whoever's kicking, we'll we'll yeah. we'll let you have it. Um, so next one is the 2024 minor premiers. We're, we're different on this one. Um, I went with the Panthers. Um, it seems like the safest option. Uh, it's also the option uh, Paul picked. Um, and yeah, they've lost some players, but I still think, you know, that every time, every year we say they've lost some players, they're not going to do as well. Yeah. So I feel like the same. I think next year, there's a certain half that they're going to lose, which I think might tip the scales a bit more. But I think this year they'll still be number one. Um, I don't think they're going to win it though. Um, but yeah, who do you who oh, you got? Spoiler alert: We're going to, going to talk about that later. Yeah, I know. We're, we're talking about <laughs> it very soon. Um, and you, you Richie, you pick Broncos. I see the I see the Broncos going well this year. Um, I don't see them winning it, but I see them w- winning a minor premiership. And maybe uh, I'll, I'll pick their reversing come grand final time. Spoiler. Yeah. 
Simon's picked uh, Broncos as well. And um, did you want to say anything, Paul, about why you picked um, the Panthers? Well, because they've done it the last two years. I mean, they're the, yeah, the best, best, <laughs> the best run team. Yeah. Right. Best in the Southern Hemisphere, not the whole world. Um, <laughs> apart, apart, apart from Mickey Mouse preseason comps. Yeah. <laughs> um, so next one is our signing of the year. Um, we went Warriors heavy um, here. I went with Kirk Capewell. Um, and you went with Roger. So um, Capewell, um, yeah, I've only seen him in one game, and I I was already settled. I was almost close to picking RTS. Um, but, yeah, I think Capewell was going to do wonders, um, and Roger's going to just be Roger, which is still very good. Um, but, yeah, why did you pick Roger? Yeah, I've seen them both play one is game for us this year. I, um, I think it's because you're a Blues too. fan. I've seen Roger play two fan, games, but seen Capewell play one, fallen in love. Uh, seen Roger play twice again now, and it's just reignited an old flame. Um, yeah. yeah, I think he's, I think he's in for a massive year. Yeah, and Paul, Paul didn't cheat like us. He actually picked Sean Bloor, which I think is a decent stab um, for an unknown, um, an unknown leaguey like Paul. Uh, Sean Bloor could potentially have a great breakout year this year. So I've I've got again. He's, he's the only guy. He's the only guy that the Storm is taking on. He's going to a good team, a subtle team, so he he can fit in well. Um, and therefore, I think, I think that that'll be if you, if you moving into a good environment with a subtle team around him. I think he's got a good. That, well, that's the uh, he's got the good the best opportunity to do a to have a good to have a good year. Yeah. Uh, next one is our wooden spoon prediction. Um, I think we already know mine, and uh, Richie agreed with me this year. I'm going with the Dragons, the uh, the team that should be relegated out of the NRL and replaced with um, another team, maybe the Bloody Bears, since they want to be here all the time. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel like they were really bad last year. I feel like they've got worse um, in the offseason. Um, they did show some fight against um, the Tigers, which made me a little bit worried about this pick. Um but yeah, I think I have to go with the team that I hate. So, um, why did you pick it, Richie? I just feel like they're going to be one of the bottom teams, and and yeah, you have to pick one of them. Uh, they got a new coach who's a decent coach, so uh, they might show a bit of a bit of grit here and there. But I just I don't feel like they have the roster, especially if they pick up a an injury or two in key positions. I think they. Um, they're going to struggle. What Jacko said too, Tigers um, could quite well happen, but surely not. Surely not three in a row. Um, oh, yeah. That, yes. that segues into yeah. That segues into Paul's pick, who he did pick the Tigers because he has no soul. He wants to kiss and because the they beat uh, the Dragons, thrashed these guys 34 18. Uh, your, your guys annihilated my uh, my choice. So definitely, I'm I'm, I'm, in, I'm in for a winner here. Tigers beat the Panthers last year. So um I'll hold on to that till the day I die. <laughs> if they can beat if they can beat them, all they have to do is beat the dragons this year and they've they've submitted it. It's fine. They just just beat them in regular season. Simon thinks dragons too. Thank you, Simon. Um much appreciated. Um yeah, and Simon said the Tigers have changed their board and everything. So I I felt like in that first game against the Warriors, I saw a little bit of fight, but unfortunately all that fight disappeared in that second game. So hopefully they go back to it. But, yeah, we'll see. Um, and Jack, I say hopefully doggies. Uh, 
Um, next game, what was after Wooden Spoon? Grand final prediction. Ah, so I went Panthers and Warriors. Um, I think the Warriors are going to go all the way. I did. We'll talk about it when we do our top eight. I went on to the NRL website and did the ladder predictor, and I predicted every game of every round to get my eight because it was too hard. And in the fight, I kept going all the way. And I had the Warriors. It was almost identical to last year, except the Warriors beat the Broncos, faced the Panthers, and beat the Panthers. So that's the way I've gone. But you've gone with a, a boring pick of same as last year, Richie. Broncos beat yeah, yeah, boring, very safe. Um, I do think they're two of the more elite teams. I think we're up there as well. I, I do feel like we'll do really well this year. Um yeah, I just think that's a safe pick. Uh, I'd like it. I'd like it to be yours, a hundred percent. And it wouldn't surprise me if if yours is right. Um, I don't want to be the one to jinx us, though. Yeah, no, no. There is a comment in there from Jacko that James Graham predicted the Warriors thirteenth, but then we also had a guy I never thought I'd support. Um, Gallon. Gallon came out and said uh, Warriors would be second and then win the comp. So, um, and yeah, Simon said, unfortunately, his head thinks Panthers. Um, Paul, you picked Panthers and Storm. Um, yeah, I did. Um, I think, oh, yeah, so you can say that this is a, that, that subtle side by the Storm. Um, but what, um, third or fourth last year in the table? Yeah, I think they were. Uh, they're always there or thereabouts, aren't they? Oh, they're thereabouts, yeah. Guys, I've got no adventure. These predictions, we've got to make a, <laughs> got to be bold, guys. Um, I if I have an X against my name at the end of the year, I want it to at least be a a decent surprise that I was hoping to go for. But well, we'll see. Next one, um, Dally M. We game. We're, we're agreeing again, Richie. We went with Nathan Cleary. Poor guy has never won one, so um, it's got to happen at some point. Um, so yep. I feel it's it a safe to. option. If not now, then when? Um, yeah. And Paul went with Sean Johnson. It's never going to happen. They're never going to let us do it. He should have got it last year. He should have. But the fact that he didn't get it after that year last year means he's never going to get it. Yeah, they didn't give it to him last year. They're never going to give it to him. Um, but I'm hoping you're right. I'm hoping you're a lot more right than I am. Um, and then the second to last prediction is uh, first coach to be fired. And we both picked none. Um, I have a, a reason for it for me. Um, I just think a lot of the coaches have just been signed this year yeah. and I don't see them getting fired. And the ones that have been around long-term, I feel they have built enough credit with the club to not get thrown away. Um, like I don't see sticky, like everyone, sorry, Simon, uh, a lot of people are predicting the Raiders to not go that well this year. I don't see them sacking Ricky because of it. Um, Paul's one, I could see, depending due to who's in charge of the club, but I think the only other one potentially would be Brad Arthur with the Eels, maybe. But the Eels generally start well. So I don't know. But um, you picked no one as well. Did, did you have a different reason? No, my, my reason is pretty much exactly the same. I looked down the list of coaches. I, I saw coaches that were never going to get fired because they're too good or a bunch of new coaches who – probably too young in their tenure to be thrown up, thrown away. So um, yeah. I was, I was Simon, very surprised we both went the same way on that, actually. Simon said Benji probably, um, if there's someone to be fired, 
I think I would have been close to that if the old Tigers board was still in charge. Um, really? Because, I mean, the, the, the new Tigers board's got the perfect excuse, right? The old guys put him in. He's no good. Let's get rid of him. So they, that's that, that's mm. the other side of it. Is the, the flip side is there's a new board there. They didn't. It's, he's not their man, necessarily. Um, so who knows? The only way I could see it happening is if Wayne Bennett says, I don't have a job next year. I'll come coach the Tigers. That's the only way I see that fire Benji straight away. That, that um, ain't happening. I don't <laughs> see it. Yeah, and Simon said, like, he, Simon put the suggestion up, but he doesn't think it's likely to happen. I don't either. Paul, you made a pretty bold call here. I'm going to admit, I'm proud of you. Um, <laughs> you you picked Cameron Seraldo, um, the lesser than assistant Penrith coach. Um, the reason I kind of go with you on here is I think – Phil Gould kind of has that. It's cutthroat. He's cutthroat. He does do it. He did it to the, um, Ivan Cleary. He said he looked tired and sacked him. I need to beg him to come back um, later, um, which ruined the Tigers, but that's another story. Um, so, yeah, I could see it. If the Bulldogs don't show, you know, they're, they're basically the Penrith B-side now with every Penrith player. If they don't show promise, I could more than likely see Gould just say, I'm done with you. Should have called Webster. I don't know what I was doing. Um, so I guess my, my one here is, yeah, it, it was difficult to find, as you say, guys who have just been hired, you can't see, you've got to give them at least a season, right? You can't, you can't give them straight away. Um, so yeah. I, was, I, was, I was digging around here for somebody, but my thought here was, yeah, look, if, if he starts really shit um, and then... Um, then I think they, they might go, ah, you're, you're a good assistant, you're a shithead, therefore you, you've not got what it takes to be a head coach. Mm. Um, so that might be the reason. So that, that was, um, I said, I, I was I was digging and trying to find one because you both went with no one. But I was, yeah. I thought it was a bit of a, a bit of a crap, a crap, crap stance, to be honest with you boys. So I thought I had to, I had to, um, I had to, uh, to, to spice things up. Um, and so I went with him on the, on the grounds that, yeah, that uh, I needed to find someone and he was the most likely uh, as a, an unproven head coach with a team that could go, I don't know, uh, if they went 0 and 8, for example, um, it could, then then you could see it, maybe. I don't see them making the 8 anyway. But, no, 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 no. Um, I mean, yeah. 0 and 8, as in lose the first oh, eight games. Kind of oh, thing. yeah. I think if any if any of those teams, bar maybe the Tigers and Dragons, are 0 and 8, I think there'll be issues. Um, but, yeah. So that goes to the last one, which is our top eight. Um, so I'll go with mine and then I'll let you say yours, Richie. Um, so as I said, I did, a, it took me hours, but I went through and predicted every game that's going to happen this year. And I came up with essentially a very same top eight as last year. Um, it's the exact same top four in the same order as last year. So I got Panthers first, Broncos second, Storm third, Warriors fourth, Rabbits fifth, Knights sixth, Roosters seventh, and Sharks eighth. And uh, Richie, your top eight. Uh, so top four is Broncos, Panthers. I've got Warriors finishing third. Melbourne Storm rounding out top four. Uh, I feel like the Cowboys might have a bit of a bounce back year after a last year, a bit of a reality check. Got yep. to see them finishing fifth. Rabbitohs return to top eight as well. So I've got them two in place of uh, the Knights and the Raiders who made it last year. Um, and then Roosters, Sharks rounding out the eight. Yeah, so the only we we've got different orders, but the only team we've got different is you've got Cowboys, I've got Knights. Yeah, and um, 
do you still have yours, Paul, or would you like me to read yours out? Yeah, I've got mine. And I've got not I've not got that to say. I mean, uh, Panthers, Storms, Broncos, Warriors, Rabbitohs, Sharks, Knights, Roosters. And, and I think we're all wrong, to be honest. Um, I think it's easy to look at it like this, but if you look at the um the table in 2023, um, you've uh, sorry, in 2022, you've got Cowboys third, Eels fourth. Um, and uh, both those teams ended up uh, sort of 11th and 10th, and also the and also Rotators dropped out of the top eight as well. So three changes. We've all gone with one change from last year, but I think there'll be a team like the Cowboys or the Eels that goes horrible, and then there'll be a team on the flip side like the Warriors who suddenly uh, things click um, and up they go. So because um, Warriors went from 15th um, to fourth, right? So uh, whilst I think we've we've all, we've all gone pretty much um, steady state. I, I, I think we're wrong. I think we're all wrong. I think, I think, we have two, I think there'll be um, two or three changes and we'll have those and we'll have some quite big movements amongst about maybe only about two teams. But I think two teams will change quite bigly, if that's a word, bigly. Yeah, we're always yep. wrong with our top eight. Um, I think we even said in our review last year, our 2022 top eight was more accurate to 2023 than our 2023 prediction was. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, it is what it is. But, yeah, those are our predictions. Um, we'll keep them Actually, on record. On Simon's one here about the Dolphins, was yep. was last year, did they massively overperform early on? And actually this year, they, they kind of like 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 sprung a surprise on everybody, got the, got the early early wins. This year, second season syndrome, everyone knows who they are. Um, and actually they'll go worse or find it even tougher. Or you think actually they've had a season together, they can grow together. They can use their experience to move to to take the next step up. Which which, which way do you think they're going to go? I think they're going to go better, not make finals, but um, they've got made some good signings um, to help out, and I think they'll go a little bit better. But they're not going to surprise anyone, like you said. But um, mm. I think they're they're still better than a lot of teams out there. Um, so like I wouldn't see them like beating the Panthers, the Broncos, Storm Warriors guys like that, but I can see them beating the Dragons, Tigers. Um, I could even see them beating the Eels. Um, yeah, Jacko said they do have a halves problem, which we did say last year as well. Um, I feel that is still their weak point. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's always hard to tell. Like, I really expected them to be second to last or third to last last year. So, um yeah, I don't want to write them off, and I don't want to give them too much props. I'm sitting on the Richard fence. Well, I, I yeah, I feel I feel like they um, they made good signings, but there's still a little bit of a depth issue, and they've already lost Tom Gilbert now in preseason. Yeah. That's a big blow. Um, you're inevitably going to pick up injuries. It's a very, you know, there's a lot of attrition in an NRL season, so. I feel like their, their depth will have them finishing bottom nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't no, no, think it's suggesting top eight, but they finished 13th, right? Um, so either they can – there's one two. If, if they catch no one by surprise when they who they are, they could end up like 16th. If they've improved, they hit the next step up. The next step up is to get to like, like 11th, 10th to then make a push to the top eight. Right? I think so, they'll be about, this, be about the same, in my opinion, I reckon. Right. Yeah, I think Jacko's pick of 12th is probably around the sweet spot that I would say with everyone that's there. But you watch, they'll come out and get minor prems or something and make us all look stupid. 
Um, <laughs> now that would be a great Cinderella story, and would be brilliant to see. To see something like that would be brilliant. Would would create a lot of interest. Uh, would be what kind of cool things happen. But yeah, it ain't gonna happen. No. So that's all our predictions. So um, we'll keep them on file and see how wrong we are um, in like six, seven months' time when we uh, look back at the the year that was. Um, before we go, really, we do have two games this weekend. I'm not going to ask for your picks because it's kind of I. It's a weird season, but we've got. No, sorry, no, no, versus... no, 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 no. If, as, as Richie I'm... said, we're funding this whole show on our multis. If you don't okay. give your picks, how much do you multi? Okay, fine. We got seagulls and rabbits and roosters broncos. I've gone rabbits winning and broncos winning. Same. There, there we go. go. That's the multi. The uh, you could have just we'll come back as two dollars seventy three. Oh no, sorry. So we'll come back as five dollars um, forty six um, if we uh, if we win. There we go. There you go. Right, and... Trump, five bucks so yeah. far. <laughs> Hey, 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 hang on, you've got to win it first. Don't, don't, stop <laughs> yeah. counting chickens. And everyone that's in the tipping comp, remember to place your, your tips in so when we do after the end of round one, which happens in a couple of weeks, they have spread it out, um, we'll have the, the leaderboard and everything up. Um, but, yeah, so next week's um, show will be a little bit different because of the split first round. So next show we'll um, cover the news like we do. We'll review the Las Vegas games. Um <laughs> Jago said your financial <laughs> multis maybe check your success rate last year. Um, oh, ye, oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> yeah, look, Paul may not have been making money on the multis, but I bloody was with all backing my own tips. The reason we were going wrong is because we only put money on the ones we all agreed on, and Richard couldn't pick to save himself last year. It was oh, come on. Um, but yeah, so we'll review the two Las Vegas games. And then we'll preview uh, preview the rest of round one. Um, and then the week after, it will be back to normal where we will review all of the rest of the games and preview round two. Rah, rah, rah. And um, Simon said the first Warriors game will be on Sky Open Live. They'll be advertising during gameplay and delay it by 12 minutes. Um, delay by, cool. 12, by 12 minutes? I mean, what the... T- that's very specific. Yeah, I mean, I, I, get, I get delaying it by the whole game. And the fact that they've, uh, what they've done with All Blacks games before, where they show the, they're showing the game live um, on pay per view, and then um, as once the game's finished, they'll show it live. They'll, they'll show they'll show the full replay straight away on free to air. But I mean, um, twelve minutes—that's a bit weird, isn't it? That's weird. If you can't watch Sky, it's the best option you've got, I guess. I, oh, I I'm too. No, 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 I'm not, not disagreeing with that one. Just the, the twelve minutes seems really strange. Oh, okay, yeah. No, he's, so Simon said the game's going to start live, but with the ads, it will end up delaying it. Oh, okay. Understood. Um, yeah. Um, I'm too poor for Sky, so I steal my dad's. Um, so I watch it at home on his. <laughs> <laughs> um, as long as he doesn't change the password on me before the season starts. Um, but anything else you want to add before we go, Richie? Not really, mate. It's just been really good to be back with you boys. Really enjoyed it. I look forward to next week. Yeah, so um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight on the standoff of Brad and Richie. For your weekly update on Rugby League, tune into our show next week at 8pm here on Facebook or YouTube um, or at your convenience on Spotify, iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Um, if you're wanting to continue listening to us ramble on, um, we, in 15 minutes or so, we're going to be on with Ruin Hammer doing the prediction show. Um, 
But yeah, thanks again for joining me, Richie. Uh, cheers yes. for your help, Paul. And good night, everyone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 